Welcome to another episode of Dynamic Thriving Podcast. I am your host, Mary Ann Pack, spiritual guide into all things life transformational. And I'm so happy to have our guest today. Uh, Suzanne McCall is with us, and I'm so glad you're here, Suzanne. Thank you, Marianne. I'm so excited to be here. I've listened to some of your podcasts, and it's just a, an honor to be here today. So, well, I am, sure, I am sure glad you're here. So, uh, let's just jump right in and ask who is Suzanne and what good you bring into the world? Well, thank That's a really great question. <laughs> so, you know, it's one of those questions you ask yourself all the time like, what, are, what is my purpose here? You know, what am I doing? And I think everything I'm doing is really trying to help bring value to people's lives. So, uh, and I've, I've come to this place and it's evolved over the years, you know, oh, absolutely. How, how I've done it. Um, right now where I'm at is I'm really working with women who are in leadership roles and mm. entrepreneurs who maybe struggling with limiting beliefs that they have about themselves and it's holding them back. Yes. And what I do, you know, and, and it's very common. And I, and there's even people, times when I tell people what I'm doing, like my friends who are so successful at what they're doing and they're like, oh yeah, imposter syndrome, I know about that. Uh -huh. um, and I was shock, right? You know, so um, it, it's just such a human um, condition, I think that we, we have this, and this is sort of what I'm doing, is I'm trying to help people know that they have this greatness inside of them. That's really what they deserve to feel. And yet, you know, life piles on us, all these um, limited beliefs that we have about ourselves that make us not feel good about ourselves. So that's what I do. That's kind of where I'm, what I am focused on now with people to really help them to, to feel that, to know that they deserve to feel really good and yes. to know that there's a way to get there. Yes. And there's so many ways. Key. <laughs> that's yeah, all right. How do you, you, you want to know <laughs> that you want to know that you deserve to feel good and you also want to know how to get there. Absolutely. Absolutely. And it doesn't come on its own. It doesn't come on. And it doesn't. Mm -mm. And, and the, the reason I know this too and this is, I believe that when you are helping people, that what's really important is that you've done your own, you've gone on your own journey and, oh. and you've done that work. So I started out in life feeling lots of, well, I'm sure I started out with lots of joy when I was born, sure. but as, as I grew up, I was the second of seven children in the family. So, you know, my parents were overwhelmed. They were really, they were, they are, my mother's alive still. She's a good person. Uh, she's a nurse. My father was helping people in, uh, helping people in their lives and, you know, government agencies. So I feel like I, you know, I was born into a family that believed in um, having an impact on people's lives, a good one. But I, I, you know, I had my own limiting beliefs because I did not get that one-on-one -on -one attention that I might've needed. And so I would start to feel that I wasn't good enough. I wasn't enough. I wasn't smart enough, or I was boring. Uh, all those conclusions that you come to as children. 
And so over the years, as I continued to move forward in my life, learning how to be a therapist, I would come up against all these negative beliefs that I had about myself. And I started my own journey, you know, all different kinds of different therapies to that I, where I could try to learn more how to get past this, how to get to feeling good about myself. So my journey got me through regular therapy and then it got me to um, EMDR, which is the kind of therapy I do with people now, which is really amazing. And then it got me into this whole uh, energy healing journey. And, you know, each time I thought, oh, this is great. This is my thing. (laughs) Oh, now I'm going to do this. But then I, I finally came to this place where I realized it's all energy it's all the same, no matter, you know, there's just different ways of getting there. And so that's kind of been how I've evolved from all the work that I've done. And, and I, that's why I know it helps. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Our mess is our message for sure. Exactly. I, I like that. What we're usually teaching is what we've transformed through because that's, it's, it plays such a huge part in our, in our, in, in our own lives that those of us who have moved into coaching or like for you, psychotherapy, it's, um, um, that's like why we want to serve because we know what it can do. We know the transformation that can happen. So you're an M, uh, EMDR psychotherapist. Can you explain what those, uh, that, those letters mean? Yeah, sure. Um, EMDR stands for eye movement, desensitization, and reprocessing therapy. Wow. And it's a big, it's a big name. <laughs> so we call it EMDR, which many people get that confused too. But um, so what that is, it's a brain-based, it's a brain-based therapy that um, helps people look at what's happening in their life right now let's just say they're having trouble um, speaking up in a meeting, like they are afraid, you know, we look at what is the negative belief that happens about yourself when you think of, when you picture that. So we have people come up with a picture of what their issue is, the negative thought that goes along with it about themselves, where do they feel it in their body and what is the emotion they feel? And then we do something that's called bilateral stimulation. That's the kind of the brain, the neuro-based part of it, mm-hmm. which really just helps to tap, to connect, to bring up the um, emotions that got stored in your body and your brain when something traumatic happens mm-hmm. with what you know to be true now and how you might process things now. Because, uh, and so, and then, we have people kind of focus on those things and kind of go back in time to when those thoughts about themselves first came up. And so what I do is I help them, I go back in time, but I also come up in the future, in the present. And I also use the future, you know, because it's sort of all happening at the same time. So um, when we go back, it helps to just kind of release the emotion and now as an adult, you're able to look at it in a different way. You know, like if your parents were not treating you well, for example, maybe you thought 
uh, like my, my case, if my parents were ignoring me, for example, I might've interpreted I'm not, I'm not lovable, I'm not good enough. But that was with a very unsophisticated, you know, ability to process things. Mm -hmm. So now as, an, as a, an adult, you go and you can process it. And once you even realize that it's coming from there, then you can release it, you can reprocess it so that you, now you say to yourself, wow, you realize, oh my God, that, I mean, that was really more about the fact that they had seven kids and right. they couldn't show me, you know, that I was lovable. Mm -hmm. And when you do that, in that moment of realization, everything shifts. Mm -hmm. And it's like when you take a different turn on the Jeep, on the, on your trip and the GPS totally recalculates, right. it's kind of rewrites your life story. So it's, it's very, it's amazing. It's fascinating. Wow. Oh, yeah. That, that's amazing. Yeah, so our, you had jumped ahead a little bit, but the topic for today um, is limiting beliefs and um, those patterns that repeat in our lives. And so what are limiting beliefs and where do they come from? Okay, great questions. So limiting beliefs are just beliefs that you have about yourself or about life that you think are truth, but they're really not. And what happens is they usually hold you back from really fully being present in your true self and really like having the success you want in your life. Right. <clears throat> so, um, and, and we all have them because we're, even if we have great parents, there's always things that happen where we have to try to um, make sense of, of them. Oh, and um, so there's different places that limiting beliefs come from. In general, you know, it comes from society. It comes from your culture. Like if you um, are, I don't know, um, Irish, for example, mm -hmm. you know, it, and your ancestors have always believed that, you know, everything is hard work and there's a lot of struggle and there's a lot of sacrifice. So we, we take those beliefs with us genetically into the, into our life now. And it comes, and it comes out in how people see the world and what you teach your children about the world. Yes. So, yes. you know, I might believe that work, but success at work is always going to be really hard. It's mm -hmm. going to mean a lot of sacrifices. So that's a limiting belief that I got from my, I might've gotten from my family. Mm -hmm. um, and it's not necessarily true. We, you know, we know that, but that's what I believed. And um, so that, so your culture and then society, you know, like I have to be really skinny to be loved or to be considered beautiful. There's so many messages that we get from society that cause us to um, limit ourselves in terms of not, in not feeling secure and confident. So those are, those are kind of the general ones that we're all subject to and then there's the individual ones with your how the relationships that you've had in your life or things that have happened uh, <clears throat> people consider like limiting beliefs to happen because of trauma that has happened like you know big big t trauma we call it big t trauma and little t trauma big t traumas you know 
let's just say uh, you were part in an earthquake or you were a big car accident or, um, or your parents were really physically or mentally or sexually abusive to you or, or somebody was, you know, those are big T traumas and those create limiting beliefs about ourselves. Um, for example, you know, not feeling good enough or feeling like you're, you're not safe, like I'm not safe. Mm -hmm. You know, and that and, and those were true at the time. They felt true, but you know, they you take it through the rest of your life as a grown up, and uh, it's not necessarily true. But when you have that lens, what happens is we keep um, maybe putting ourselves into situations where we may not be safe. Um, there's so much conflict that goes into when things like that happened. Um, and we end up having those same kinds of experiences happening over and over again, where we don't feel safe or we don't feel good enough. Right. Uh, one way of looking that is that it's, um, you know, you don't necessarily know how to protect yourself when you're young. And so that difficulty in learning how to protect yourself, if you haven't learned that, you might put yourself into high risk situations. Um, or you might be trying to like resolve a situation, work it out, and you end up getting into similar kinds of situations. Um, and so the pat that pattern keeps repeating. Right. Another right. way of looking at it is, you know, we're somehow there's something we're supposed to learn from what happens to us. And if we don't learn it, then that situation might just keep happening. Um, you know, I have, um, I have this one client who was, had like bad experiences growing up and, you know, narcissistic parents who don't show you that they love you and that you're special because they don't, you know, they don't want the light to be shined on you as, as your child. They want the light shined on them. So you, you, you know, you accommodate that as a child. You think I'm not important taking care of my mother and other people is how I'm going to get my needs met. So that limiting belief really serves a person really well because that's how they get their needs met. Otherwise they would have been, you know, kicked out of the house. Um, and so, but then you continue that pattern of being with narcissistic people and kind of falling into that, that pattern of like doing what they need and being who they want. And then realizing that's, doesn't feel good and then trying to get out of it trying to like convince the other person that you know that you are important um which it doesn't work that way that you know it's more like you have to take it into your own hands and say okay i've got to figure out why i don't feel like i'm important and i'm not going to learn it from this person you know you have to go to somebody else who can teach you that who doesn't have anything invested in um maintaining an unhealthy situation. Um, so those are like things that kept keep happening until, you know, um, like, and I have clients who have had really bad experiences with their parents, for example, like narcissistic parents is really common. And then they find a great husband who everything feels great um, for years, but then there's, there's something inside that hasn't been resolved. 
And so they end up putting themselves into like a relationship with somebody or a job where there's a narcissistic boss or something. And it, it happens again. And all that stuff gets brought up again. So I always tell them, yeah, it's not a good thing that this is happening, but let's see what you can learn from this. What do you need to, what, this is maybe happening again because there's something that you haven't learned yet. You know, there's, you haven't quite maybe quite learned to value who you are and that you're not gonna get it from this person, that you're, you need to get it yourself. You need to like really know it yourself. Right, it always has to come from the inside. It's an inside job. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. So what are some of the signs um, that you have them? I mean, obviously it's this, this, this repeating pattern and that kind of thing. Um, but like, what are some of the common ones? I mean, can you just list some of those? And <laughs> well, okay, so people have, it's really common. A lot of the women that I work with who are in leadership roles or entrepreneurs and they're doing well in their work, but they think they're, they feel like they're a fraud that people are gonna find out that they are not really who they, who, they, who they think they are. You know, to the outside world, people think they're great, but they don't believe that. And so that's one example that happens. Um, another example is somebody who's in a great relationship with somebody, but they're constantly worried that that person is gonna leave them for somebody else. And there's really no reason. And they can't settle with just believing that they're good enough. So those things that happen in their relationships or in your feelings about yourself at work, they don't make sense. They're not logical. And people say all the time, well, logically, I know I'm good enough, but I can't stop doing this. Mm -hmm. Or I know I love myself, but I can't stop eating. So that's, that's one of the signs is when you're, when you're having these thought patterns or behavior patterns, that logically make no sense, but you can't stop it. Yeah. It's like this other part of yourself is in charge. And that's the part of you that doesn't, that has those limiting beliefs and doesn't believe in yourself. Um, and the emotion is really strong. Like the reactions to things mm. is much stronger than merits. You know, like say your husband just looks at a pretty woman, you blow up that shows you that there's something big going on inside of you that is not rational. Mm -hmm. You know, given that, you know, maybe your husband has, you know, been your devoted partner for like, let's say 20 years or something. <clears throat> That's a sign. So it's illogical explanations for things and irrational emotional reactions. Those are the biggest signs I find. The clues, that clues let you know that there's there's an issue there. Um, yeah. So, how do limiting beliefs patterns then affect our spirituality? I mean, obviously, it's affecting our um, our day to day lives. But what about even the layer of spirituality? Because you know, so many of us are spiritual on this podcast and um you know you may be speaking to somebody that is like well you know but i'm a spiritual person so i they may be beating up on themselves because they're thinking 
you know, spirituality alone is maybe covering that for them, but they're still seeing these signs of repetitive patterns that are really not feeling good to them. They know that they shouldn't feel that way. Um, And so they're, you know, how does that affect our spirituality or does it? Well, um, you know, there's a spiritual part of ourselves that's just sitting there with us and loving us and saying, I love you. You're going to get through this, mm-hmm. you know? And um, so there's that. And then there's um, this, I kind of have this belief that, you know, we come into this world and we're going to, we say, we're going to learn our lessons. This is how we're going to learn our lessons, you know, by having these kinds of difficult experiences. So what I, so our are, you know, it may be misguided by our souls at that, making those decisions, because I think there's much better ways to learn our lessons, Um, but that's choice. And so what I do with people who are open to it is I help them look at, wow, you've really learned a lot of lessons this way. You know, your spirit, your soul has really learned a lot. Would you like to resolve that way of learning? You know, would you like to have that be over? And uh, would you like to, how would you like to learn instead? How would you like to go forward learning the new lessons about yourself, about loving yourself and about connection to other people and all the good stuff? Um, and so I, I, I try to guide people with that to, to resolve those, those um, ways of learning and to you know, value all the lessons they've learned and to move forward with learning in a more joyful and um, connected way or in a sense of feeling belonging and how that feels. Um, so I don't think, I don't think it hurts us spiritually. I just think it, um, it does cut, it shuts off. I think sometimes our channels to feel more yes, in yes. touch with ourselves spiritually. I think it's, it's, um, it's, yeah, what happened? You, have that, you have that attitude of, you know, if I'm not good enough, I'm certainly not going to trust myself to hear from my inner being. So then to me, it kind of squelches our communication, our intuition. Yeah. It shuts it down. Yeah, I can definitely see the attitude of, you know, if I'm not good enough or I'm not worthy or I'm not lovable, then why would spirit love me? You know, then why would, why would, you know, my inner being even talk to me, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Because to me, beliefs are just those thoughts we keep thinking over and over again until they become a belief. Mm -hmm. They're those repetitive thoughts that we have. And we, you know, as you said, we may be hearing them from society, from parents, from adults that are influential in our lives, whether it's school or church or wherever they come from, just because they were fearful and they believed in those limiting beliefs, you know, that's what you heard. That's what was installed. Um, so it's a matter of, uh, you know, for me, it's definitely you know, focusing in a different direction mm-hmm. that does feel better because, you know, to, to deactivate something, we have to activate something else. So we have to look 
for something that does support us. And like you said, you know, when you're feeling the unworthiness, you have to focus on that listening for the worthiness message that your intuition really is sending you. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Do you help people with like meditation or anything so that they can quiet their minds enough to start developing a relationship with their intuition? Yeah. yeah. These loving messages instead of Mm -hmm. always the mean girl in there telling them how shitty they are. Mm -hmm. Yeah. 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 We do, you know, I do meditation with people. We always, and we always do a something which that we call a safe place visualization all sorts of visualizations that we that we do with people to help them create these places inside of themselves or become aware of them yes. that feel good yes. that feel loving and kind and safe or expansive so much of what i do i, ha- I we use these images um, of you know like maybe they feel that they're in this um, in this box you know, and I ask them to like, imagine a window and imagine the sun coming in and, mm-hmm. uh, and feel that energy coming into your body and what that feels like. Some of the most powerful moments with people is when, are when I have them imagine, you know, if your higher power could see what, what you're talking about, what would they say about you? Yes. It's really hard what would they say to you? How, you know, it's hard for people just, it's, they just know. They just, they had, because they know inside that, that God is love, you know, that love is kind of what we get to, was what we're working on here, that they, that's pure love and there's no judgment. And, you know, they feel loved, they feel held. It's very powerful. Those are when I can, when people can integrate their awareness of the spiritual, it's, it's so powerful. And all of these negative beliefs are just layers that cover up the spiritual, that inner feeling of love. Yes. Yes. That's what I, I like to talk about, you know, offer to people too, because I do it for myself, because this is how I work through so many things. Um, you know, asking my inner being, what do you know, think, and feel about me and about the situation I'm facing? Or, you know, you might say what your limiting belief is. What do you know, think, and feel about it? Yeah. Because then they will start getting that beautiful little, those messages of love and and knowing that all is well, my favorite mantra of all time, all is well. All is well. Because it's, oh, that's so, that's so good. I'm so glad that you helped them see past that, see, see past that, to listen to that higher power, to listen to that, uh, the message coming through. Yeah. Because it is always love. It is always love. That's what the bottom line is. And that's where people get. Yeah. You know, to, to, to say I am enough, that mm-hmm. is... If you really feel that on a deep level, that's love. Yes. That's pure love. And um, to really believe it and to integrate it because we're, you know, we're spiritual beings here, but we have bodies and, you know, the emotions that go with it. We have to integrate it on a 
human level, you know, so that on all, from all different channels, we believe it. Yes. From our body perspective. Yeah, that spirit, mind, body, that, that, that integration, that blending uh, into the wholeness of who you are, because, you know, that's, that's when we're authentically living our lives. That's when exactly. we have that freedom mm-hmm. to be, do, and have anything. Mm-hmm. We are completely blended. Yeah, we can't segment ourselves. Like, well, this is my spiritual side over here, and this is my work side, and this is my mommy side, and this is my what whatever it, you know, to compartmentalize our lives, right? The way we've kind of been taught, well, you could do this over here, but in this situation, you need to be this way. Yeah. Those beliefs, instead (laughs) of living authentically who you are. And this is, you know, that love allowed to flow through. Yeah. You know, to, to replace that to me, to, it, it just deactivates those limiting beliefs because then you, yeah, you think, wow, if I have source on my side, if I have my inner being flowing through me, how much more your confidence, your, your well-being, your self-love, your self-care, all of those things just start to skyrocket. It and just, I would I'll, think, go ahead. Go ahead. Yeah. No, it just elevates you. It just elevates you to a whole different place. Absolutely. You're not like thinking all those, um, you don't even stop to think about those negative thoughts anymore. Mm -hmm. You know, you just, you get somewhere, you're, you know, you're just looking at the good. You're not only looking at the good in yourself, but you see it in everyone else also. Yes, yes, yes. So you just kind of ignore the negatives. They're just not as big an issue anymore. And I think for me, what a lot helped me was um, journaling, like um, appreciation journals, journals of positive aspects, where I started, you know, handwriting things that I appreciated or that I saw beauty in or um, the positive aspects, even in a situation that might kind of on the outside, I would have judged, oh, that's not good. But mm-hmm. you know, there were nuggets of gold within it. There really was. Mm-hmm. So, you know, again, it's like you're talking about that, that brain, um, the neuro pathways. Yeah. I mean, you're just totally rewiring your brain to even look for those because you start to get in a pattern of looking for those. So instead of a pattern of limiting beliefs, you're now creating that pattern of freedom and hope yeah. and joy yeah. and yeah. I love it. You know, we're really hardwired to look for what could go wrong. It, you know, because of evolutionary, you know, uh, history. Like we we had to always be kind of on on guard, make sure that every, you know, we were going to be safe. Right. So it's as as we've evolved, that still is there, but we do have to work on it's it's practice. We have to override that. Right. Yeah, because if you stay in that, that stress place, that fight, flight, or freeze, you know, your body cannot deal with it. It will break down. It will. Because it will. it's feeling that vibration. It's staying under stress. As soon as we go into that, our immune system shuts down. Our digestion shuts down. The blood to our brain, you know, wants to be out in our extremities to run from danger. Mm-hmm. 
And yeah. so when you maintain that level of shutdown, high alert, yeah. For, yeah, for long periods of time, it's not like, oh, the saber tooth tire chased me. I got away. Okay, Whew, I'm done. Now, when all those chemicals flow through your body and you go back to homeostasis, we're under chronic stress with these kinds of beliefs. Yeah, it's and chronic. Break down. I know. I lived it for so many years as a young person. My body mm-hmm. broke down as a young person for years until I got some natural help because the drugs and the surgeries weren't going to fulfill the rest of my life. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. And then, and then finally getting into mindset changes. And then when yeah. that happened, then the well being came. That's right. Yeah. And, you know, what happens is if we don't heed the warnings or if we don't stay on track of being good to ourselves, yeah. things will happen that kind of tr- that try to get us back on on track. And sometimes, you know, the universe has to really yell <laughs> or, you know, like something really bad has to like I, my back has been killing me. So and I know that's because I'm not taking care of myself. Oh, yeah. So I have to get out. I have to exercise, get outside and walk more. And do, I have to focus on me more. Yes. So it's like a constant, it's, it's like a lifestyle. You have mm-hmm. to be aware of taking care of yourself right. and loving yourself and focusing on the good. Um, and you can't have the limiting belief that you have to be a people pleaser and love yourself at the same time and give yourself care. Because, yeah. You have to sacrifice yourself if you're a people pleaser. Right. All those limiting beliefs that are surrounding that people pleasing mentality, um, those that belief system. So yeah, you've got to let one or the other go. Either one or the other has to go. Or you let the people pleasing go and you serve yourself. Yeah. So it's sort of like that os- oxygen mass thing. You know, we have to take care of ourselves and put on our oxygen masks first before we can help anybody else or we'll be on the floor needing help. Exactly. Exactly. You know, can you, you know, so if you see yourself like you're the people pleaser and you go into a meeting and you have to talk, you, your, your brain shuts down. Like you don't, you're not connected with yourself. You're, you're thinking, how am I going to please these people? So you don't. Your, your whole listening to who you are, your intuition, mm-hmm. even your ability to think clearly, it shuts off. So thinking about stay, going into those meetings, really loving yourself, yeah. staying grounded is the way to go. Of course, you know, sometimes it's not that easy to do that. I mean, it sounds, oh yeah, let's just go do it. But it, it's, it's just not always easy to get yourself into that place. And, you know, I know for myself, I needed to do, I needed to work and, and continue to work with healing people and people who are going to help me to constantly release things. Absolutely. Yeah. But the thing is, we, our inner being is always calling us to that good life, that yeah. love, that goodness, that worthiness, that deservedness. So that is always being called. And it's when we're denying it is, is, you know, when we struggle so much. So, um, you know, like going into that meet, it, it, it's going to take a little while of working with a mentor and a coach and for somebody to walk that path with you as your guide. 
um, for you to start making those inroads. I know we can't, we cannot, we're, we're meant to be with other people. We're meant to be relational. If we could have done it on our own, we would have already done it. Yeah. We can't, we need coaches. We need guides, Mm -hmm. we need mentors. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And there's nothing wrong with that. Oh, and with, and with one of the things I do with EMDR is I have people, um, think about somebody who really believes in them, like a mentor or a coach or somebody who they know is in their corner. And I have them really kind of internalize the image, what it feels like, uh, what their voice sounds like, how they show you that they believe in you. And I have them imagine that that person is with them when they go into meetings or they go and do whatever they're doing. Um, And it helps to, kind of hang on to that belief in your, in yourself. Like, like you, when you're talking to your coach or your therapist or something, you're like, yeah, I really, I believe now I, I'm good. I got this. So it helps you to take that with you right. and not just, and carry that throughout your everyday life. Yes. Until it just becomes natural. Exactly. And it is practice. It's certainly you know, yeah. we retrain ourselves to think differently to, um, you know, it, it is practice. I mean, that's why they call it a meditation practice. It's not a meditation, you know, whatever. It's, it's a practice. You it's have practice. practice it. Yeah. It's, it's no different than a relationship. I mean, you don't say, okay, we're now friends and we're one and done, you know, and I never really have to talk to you again. You have to have a relationship with yourself. Exactly. I want to spend time with you. I want to be quiet so I can hear you if you whisper to me. You know, we're we're not going to go to the noisiest place to develop a relationship. We want to hear every, we're hanging on every word. So to develop that kind of relationship, even with our inner beings, our, our intuition, um, and, and it's our inner inner child too. Yes, yes. You know, a lot of people think they don't want to think about their child, yeah. who they were, but that that inner child is still with you, and you know you have to develop a relationship with it, love it, let that child know, you know that he, that child is with you now. Right. That you you're taking care of them, and you're going to listen to them. Yes. So it's the same idea. It's you have to really let keep that that part of you, all the different parts of you, if they need to speak, if they have a voice, if they want to say something that, you know, we listen, you can listen to them. And I, I that's one of the things that I do with people, you know, help them to do that. Yeah. I love that. I love that so much. Um, so how can people work with you? What, you know, what, what, what kinds of things do you offer? What kinds of programs do you have or? Yeah. I have, I have several things going on. I've been doing webinars on a pretty regular basis. So um, if people want to go to my website and sign up for my newsletter, I have a newsletter. So, and it will always let people know when I have um, webinars happening and um, I'm working on an online course that people could, could, you know, buy and, and take that would help them to go through some of these learn some of these concepts and learn how to really work on loving themselves 
and releasing their limiting beliefs. Um, so that, you know, will be out probably in a within a couple months so they can, uh, again, looking on the on my website or being part, getting on my newsletter, that would be a great way to do that. And I also work one-on-one -on -one with people. So if oh, anybody, wow. yeah, I have, you know, one-on-one -on -one packages, um, three months, six months. Um, and so again, the, probably the best thing is for people to come go onto my website and just, um, schedule a, a discovery call with me to just talk to me about what's going on with them. And is this something that I could help them with? And I could certainly help them figure out what the right, the right thing for them would be. And your website is? It's SuzanneMcCallLLC.com. Very good. And that will be in the show notes. Yeah. So you'll be able to find that link and um, get a little more yeah. information or look around and sign up for her newsletter so that you know, you'll, you'll be notified when she does have these webinars or, or workshops or, um, um, and, uh, the, the discovery call, because, you know, if you're not satisfied with where you are and you have a vision to be over there, mm -hmm. you know, she's going to help you make the transition, navigate that gap to help you become the person who moves over there. Because yeah. You can't move over there if you're the same person. That's and right. You do change. Way. And yeah. believing those limiting beliefs, you have to you have to change and become somebody else. Some but exactly. some some greater expanded version of who you really are. Mhm. Mm yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. So do you have any closing words of wisdom you'd like to share with us before we sign off for today? Just, I just think that everybody should know that they are not, they are more than their limiting beliefs, that they deserve to be, to feel really amazing and wonderful. And if they don't, then they don't have to settle for that. They really should try to find somebody that helps them along that journey uh, because it is much easier easier to get to that place than you think mm -hmm. if you have the right tools and the right people to help you. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, coaching to me, coaching, but should be such a normal part of our lives. It's no different when you start out in little league, you have that yeah. level of coach, right? But now they've grown into junior high. So they have this level of coach and then they get to high school. Your level of coaching grows as you grow. Every time you take another step forward and transform into that greater version of yourself, you're at a new level. You need a new coach. You really do. That can take you to the next level. I mean, mm -hmm. so you have to stop and think coaching should be as normal as our kids t-ball to, you know, the pros. Exactly. <laughs> you know, you get it. You get coaches, you have teachers, people your whole life, and then and then nothing. So exactly. it's just not normal, really. No, so that's not, not, yeah. not, you know, like I said, we're relational beings. We, you know, if you could be a pro athlete on your own from T-ball, well, I don't know if there's anybody who's not had coaches and done that. Maybe I but, know. Uh, you would be a rare specimen. So, and, and you don't always know until you talk to other people. So, you know, joining yeah. like, organizations with like-minded people and talking 
it, you know, you learn new ways of, of growing and um, people give you ideas and you see how you, how things could, how much better yes. things could be. Yeah. Well, you know, I, I love one-on-one coaching, but I also love group coaching, just like you said. Yeah. So many times when you're in a group session and you listen to what that person is going through or the aha they had, you just get your mind blown because you just related it to something in yourself and had had, had that aha moment in yeah. your own, I call it a light bulb in the soul. You oh, know, yeah. so it's just, uh, both are so necessary. Yeah. You, know, you need personal attention, go for it, do one-on-one, but also mm-hmm. put yourself in that position of joining the group because that so many times will make you bolt ahead even faster. Mm-hmm. You don't have to lag behind and wallow in the limiting beliefs that you used I, to live in. Definitely not. Absolutely. Kind of moves things warp speed. Yes. Yeah. Yes. I always say that. I, I, so many <laughs> I feel like I'm at warp speed because I'm just transforming all the time and, and um, so much fun, so much fun yeah. to go back and read my journals then and see, wow, I used to believe that. <laughs> Exactly. (laughs) That's always fun. So definitely keep up with your journaling because it's, it's, (laughs) it's something to celebrate when you get to go back and look at uh, the way you used to believe and you thought you were really doing good then, which you were. I know. (laughs) Which you were. So because you forget. So. Oh, absolutely. Nice. We're such forgetful people. That's why I have to write stuff down because Mm -hmm. I totally forget. I forget yeah. my lesson. I forget whatever I was working on. And, and then it dawns on me again. So yeah, those little notes and things help so much. So I want to thank you, Suzanne, for sharing this time with us. I appreciate you so much. So um, it's been great. Thank you so much. I've, I've really in, enjoyed talking with you. I could talk about this stuff all day. So exactly. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> I know. Um, and thank you, everyone, for being with us on this episode of Dynamic Thriving Podcast. And be sure that if this spoke to your heart and resonated with you, or you know someone who who might be dealing with some limiting beliefs, be sure and um, like, comment, and share it, and subscribe, because that helps this work, this work of joy that I want to spread into the world the joy of coaching, the joy of transformation. And I want that to be out there in the world. And when you subscribe and share, that helps me do this work. So also visit maryannpack.com for all of our services and um, things that we offer in upcoming events. And um, thank you again for being with us on this episode. And remember, you are joy looking for a way to express.